Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic Tam, here with my guest, owner of Saps Fitness Garage in Pelham, Alabama. Mr. Donnie Sapp, how are you today, sir? I'm doing excellent today. Thank you. Thank you for being here with us, sir. I'm excited to have you on and uh, learn all about your business. So give us the lowdown. What's Saps Fitness Garage all about? All right. So we are a 24-hour full-access club. Uh, we have a general membership. We have uh, personal training and small group training. And uh, we also do some nutritional coaching and counseling because uh, we feel like that's a, you know, obviously a large component of, of what is going to get people success. But the biggest part about what we do is we build relationships with people, real long lasting, deep relationships. And we feel like that is one of the biggest things that we do that, that are, keeps our retention rate up. Awesome, man. So you've been there in that location as, as an owner, a partner for about 10 years now. Uh, give us a little bit of background. You've been a trainer, you've been a general manager, been in the industry a long time. Give us the, uh, give us the background bio on what led you to becoming the, the sole owner of Saps Fitness Garage. All right. Well, it, like I said, it was about 10 years or so ago. There was um, uh, Anytime Fitness that was being built right there, just right up the street from where I lived. I had three other trainers that were working for me at, at two other gyms that we were at. I stopped by there to pitch my services on to see if he needed some personal training going on. He said, well, actually, I need more than that. I need a GM. I said, well, I'm not looking for a job. I have a company. Things are going well, you know, but he made me an offer and said that, you know, you can keep all the personal training money if you're the GM here instead of a split. Well, that got my attention, you know, really quick. All right. So I started figuring those numbers and all. And so I, I took it, uh, stayed there about a year and a half. Uh, the, the partnership just, it just wasn't a good fit. Um, we're both good guys and we just saw things differently and how the business wanted to go. And so I put in my resignation and then about six months later, I get a call from the guy that owns the building. That's a personal friend of mine saying that the gym was for sale. And he knew that this was always my dream to have my own club, my own gym and personal training studio. So fast forward six weeks, we buy the company uh, we have to honor the agreement for the next seven, seven and a half years and keep it in any kind of fitness, which, which we did. And then at the end of that time, I, uh, I bought Steve out and launched Saps Fitness Garage. And that's what we have today. All right. That, a cool story. Everybody's story is unique. And it's, it's always interesting to see that there's a million different paths that can lead uh, to ownership, to running business, to being an entrepreneur. And I feel like nine out of 10 of them are never what anybody would have expected uh, <laughs> for their life to go. And I love it. It just all stems back. We all like helping people. We all want to make a difference in people's lives. And it's like, if you can just stay in the game, some opportunity is going to present itself to you. It, it just happens over and over here. Oh yeah. That's the key because, you know, like Steve said, he said, look, I'm not looking to be a gym owner. I've got different businesses, but he said, for some reason, I feel compelled to reach out to you and give you an opportunity if we can come together on something. So I wasn't looking to him soliciting to be my investor and he wasn't looking to own a gym, but it, it just came together. Awesome, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but something that rings in my head all the time now 
with, with us in fitness, health and wellness is uh, Simon Sinek. One of my favorite authors talks about infinite games versus finite games where games where you can win and lose. And there's defined time where, where we in health and wellness are playing an infinite game, right? There's always going to be people to help. There's always going to be a way to earn a living. And if you can just, if you just stay in the game and keep playing for, you know, helping people, there's going to be food on the table. There's going to be opportunities. There's, you know, you just never know where it's going to come from, but if you get the work ethic and the passion, man, uh, and you find yourself in this business, I don't, I don't think you can go wrong. No. And I'll interject uh, this. So when I was 18, uh, this, this is the dream I had, yeah, but it took almost 30 years for that dream to come to fruition. And I was grinding it out all the time. But I, it, just like you say, I kept help, helping people, kept focusing on what I wanted to do and uh, kept my goal in mind. And uh, so, you know, it took a long time, but, uh, you know, I'm here now. And uh, that's, you know, I look back on it and I say, well, I mean, I was going to be doing something over those 30 years anyway. So why not stay, stay in the game, you know? And I believe just like you did, I knew one day it would happen. I didn't know how, didn't know the details, but I knew if I just kept staying in there with it, that eventually I would get a break and somebody would say, I believe in you, I'm going to help you. And that's exactly what happened, just like you're saying. Fantastic. All right. So your seven years as an anytime fitness franchisee, you're doing things there. There's, you know, I, I know that you have certain leeway as far as what you can do. Uh, and certain things you have to do that follow the corporate path. Uh, so all this time you're spending, there's there's ideas, things I want to do different. What's it going to be like when I'm not there? One of them uh, we talked offline was you coming up with a plan of having your own unique brand and unique theme for the gym. So if you could talk us through that a little bit, uh, I think that would be super helpful because um, I don't think that it gets mentioned enough that you can really um, in an all in a commercial type gym, whether you call it a big box or a small box or a, you know, a fitness club, you know, something that's not a micro gym, like a CrossFit or bootcamp. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't brand or theme as strongly, you know, they kind of keep it real low key. So take us through your process of really coming up with a strong brand and theme. Okay. Well, you know, my wife and I sat down and we're talking and, and she's a real creative type. And, you know, like I said earlier offline, she said, you need, we need to have a theme. You need to have something to build the gym around. And, you know, since I grew up around cars and motorcycles, um, we came up with the, uh, the theme Saps Fitness Garage. Uh, we brainstormed about the logo for a couple of weeks until we found something that we really liked and, um, and then put the name together. And, you know, we also wanted to go around with it with like, uh, you know, tune up your body, tune up your mind, rev up your engine. It's something that we could, things that we could put inside the gym that represented that. And that just fit really well. Once we got the theme, Dom, it was like everything else just started coming together little by little. Uh, and that was a process that probably took about a month. Um, it felt like it was taking forever. Uh, but all of a sudden, you know, we got that idea and those visions came to us and we started putting them on paper. And that's when things really started happening. So, you know, some of the commercials and some of the little things that we do are like, you know, do, do your, you know, do you car, keep your car tuned up, you put, you know, high octane gas in your car and different things like that. And we, we build a marketing around something like that, which is, has really been a, a big attention getter. Uh, for folks around there because it is different and people haven't seen that around our area and so lots of people just kind of stop in and say you know what's going on here Sats Fitness Garage what's what's this 
and and that's how it all got started. Awesome, man! I love that you you know you kind of picked the theme and you followed through and you're you're sticking with it and it's on brand and um, you know it's just just one of those things that's a differentiator. It's not just you know Bob's gym or or you know XYZ Town Fitness. It's like hey, this is really like there's some heart and soul. There's some people here. There's mm-hmm. there's really something. It's got a character and a personality. And it's not just this cold, you know, kind of empty space, you know, soulless as some gyms can be. Right. 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 Go ahead. Well, and the, originally I wasn't going to put my name in, mm-hmm. um, but the guy, my former partners, you know, he, he has his name and his business. And he said, Donnie, you've been around this area for 30 years. You've been doing business right here in Pelham for almost 30 years. He said, people know you wherever you go. He said, you need to put your sign, your name on that sign. So I, so people know where you're at, what's going on and say, Oh my gosh, that's Donnie Sapp. He's got his own gym now. Let's stop in there. And he was right. It, it's paid off. People that I haven't seen in 10, 15 years, that drive by that road, Sapp's fitness garage. Well, let me go see if that's Donnie. Let's see what's happening. And so we, we, you know, a lot of traffic. So that, that was a, that was a big thing. Cause I almost didn't do it. Um, but my, my wife said, no, I think Steve's right. I think we need to do that up there. So, uh, was going to put, you know, Donnie's fitness garage, but my last name, people know me and people call me, you know, a lot by my last name, Sap. So that's why we chose to put Sap up there to go along with the rest of it. That was just a little, little something I wanted to interject there. No, no, it's, it's great. I'm glad you put that out there. My counter to that, or my question is, uh, something that people don't realize, or sometimes they're afraid of. You put your name on the building and then it becomes a personality brand. And if you don't plan on being there, being around often, mm-hmm. it can cause issues. We, you know, where's Donnie? Where's Mr. Sap? Where, you know, this Saps mm-hmm. and it, you know, nobody goes to McDonald's asking for Mr. McDonald, but you know, it's <laughs> when you're a small kind of hometown brand, um, you know, how much of that plays into you still loving being in the gym, you still training clients, you still being around so that if, if people are looking for you, that you're there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it does, it does play a big part. And, you know, right now I'm still there, you know, uh, three days a week, I get there early in the mornings and don't leave till six thirty or seven that evening, a couple of days a week, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't come in around 10 or 11, uh, you know, Saturdays, I dabble around in there, you know, what all stuff we have going on, but you're right. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, and, um, you know, as an owner operator, I'm, I'm there just as much as well, more than, than anybody else, but my passion for it is what gets me up and keeps me going and seeing people's lives change, um, and teaching and coaching and training and, and mentoring people, um, in what is, what has you know, giving me success and building, once again, building those strong relationships with people. They know when they come in, we're going to have a conversation about what's going on in their life. Good, bad, ugly, up, down. It doesn't matter. Uh, and they know that they, my office door is always open. I can go in there and talk to Donnie, see what's happening, see how he's doing today. We get to know each other's families. We do events together. So that's a very important part of it. Absolutely. Uh, and I knew that putting my name up there on that on that big board like that, putting it way out, which was a little scary. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, you know, tend to be a little bit more of a humble guy. I get the job done, but I'm, I'm a really good behind the scenes guy. And I'm just kind of getting out 
there since I put, put my name on there and took it over. I've had to get out and be the front guy. Uh, but I've also had to come to a right mindset about that, about what that means. So going back to exactly what you said, that's right. People know I'm going to be there. And that's important. Awesome, man. So um, I want to get into a little bit more of the stuff you're doing now, but just one other question um, along the lines of the time you spent as an, uh, an anytime fitness franchisee, besides this rebrand, besides this personalization, as far as uh, calling a SAPS fitness garage and putting a theme on it, were there any other major changes that you made to the execution of the, the business, the model, services offered, anything like that, that you were just like rip roaring and ready to go as soon as you uh, were able to take it over and just be your own independent business? Yeah, not, not, not majorly. We were doing a lot of the, the same stuff that we're doing now, but we, it was a smaller scale. Uh, Anytime Fitness had just come around to, to doing some, some group training in there. Uh, and actually in the very beginning, um, I don't even think they were promoting a lot of personal training because I talked to some other owners in the area that, that really didn't have a, a personal training program going on. And um, so we, we just kind of brought that up on a bigger scale. Now I did do some remodeling and reconstruction in the building. Uh, instead of having just like one large area, uh, we, we put up, I've got three rooms, three different rooms inside there. So you got your cardio and your, and your uh, selectorized training area, then you got your free weight area, and I got a, a group training room in there. So it, it gives the, you, you have separate rooms in there, and it also makes the building look a little bit bigger. Uh, and so I try to utilize the space as best I could. Uh, so those are really the main things. So once again, we, we just started doing it on a bigger scale than what we were doing it on when, when I was, was with any time. All right. All right. Cool. So um, as far as the, the business, the operations, fulfillment, I feel like the biggest thing that you add in um, as far as services and value adds for the, the clients is really a focus where you're going towards mindset coaching and and really being more involved above and beyond, you know, here's your, here's your meal plan. Here's your workout plan. You know, let's go, let's go get in on the, in the gym floor. Um, how did that come to be uh, a project and passion of yours and how is it getting implemented in the gym? I know it's a process, but can you talk us through that a little bit and how that's become a priority? Oh, absolutely. Well, in 2017, um, I, I guess you would say I had an epiphany. Um, I knew something was missing. I, I knew I was going to be coming into being a business owner in the next year and a half to two hours. I mean, excuse me, one and a half to two years. Uh, but I just kept, and, and I was really nervous. I was scared about it. Uh, and, you know, mindset kind of had taken a big was coming into the mainstream then. Um, and I really wasn't quite sure exactly what all that meant. I mean, I have an athletic background. So, you know, our coaches were always talking to us about, you know, mindset and things like that. But I really wasn't exactly sure, what, you know, what does that really mean? And what can I do to, to explore this uh, to help me expand as a person as I come into this next role in my life. And so I, I set out on a journey to, to look for as many different, um, uh, different types of teachers and coaches out there that their, their verbiage was resonating with me. So, you know, I joined many different programs and did lots of different online uh, coaching programs. And then 
began teaching myself these things. And what I realized was that I had a surface belief in my abilities and my, in my capabilities, but I wasn't really truly believing that I could do what I was about to do. And I knew I had to begin to work on that uh, or else it, it was going to be one heck of a long journey coming into this next role. And to be quite honest with you, you know, there was a lot of fear there uh, and I needed to know how do I, you know, work around this fear? What's, you know, how do I get my mindset right about this and, and get these really solid beliefs in myself um, to, 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 to be a successful business owner and entrepreneur? Um, and so that's where my journey started with it. And so I started really, you know, self-examining myself and seeing what are these limiting beliefs? What are these things that are holding me back? And once I started figuring out some of these things, I slowly began to move forward. And so then I thought, well, wait a minute, I could take this and move this into our programs because if I'm dealing with this, my people have got to be dealing with it too. And so how can I better help these people and serve them beyond fitness and nutrition and, and just writing a program for them and coaching them that way? And the best way that we've been able to do that and implement that is by building those real solid, deep, meaningful relationships to where they feel comfortable opening up to us. And then I can share with them what has brought me success up to this point and point them in the direction of, hey, try a couple of these things right here. Uh, you know, this is what I've come up with that has really helped me. And then a couple of years ago, it just really, it really hit me that, this is going to be a major part of your business, Donnie, you know, because if people aren't having it right, right here, like you'll agree with this, Dom, they're not going to have the, they're not going to make it, you know, or they're only going to make it here. They're wanting to go here. They're only going to get so, so much success. And me as a business owner, I want to be as successful and as uh, meaningful and bringing value to my customers as I possibly can to help them along their journey. And I knew that I had to be my best. So it always comes back to me, what I'm learning, what's working for me, and then sharing it with my folks that are that are ready and wanting to learn it and apply it to their daily lives. Fantastic. So you have this realization, you start applying it to yourself, you start it, you start working it into your training. So this is the type of thing that um, it, it sounds like it just began with some conversations that are happening during your one-on-one -on -one sessions with training, has anything else um, come into play with it? Uh, you know, texting, uh, online programs, uh, any type of app-based communication or delivery of this extra service that you're giving with your clients, or is it still mostly just delivered, you know, one-on-one -on -one during sessions with the clients? Yes. Well, uh, so, Right now, it's still mostly during our one-on-one -on -one sessions. Uh, however, I do have, you know, some of the beginnings put together uh, to for an app uh, that, that we're going to be working on and uh, some other delivery options there. Uh, and some of the emails that I do, um, a few months ago, I started, you know, putting some of this out there uh, and just seeing what type of response I would get from it. Uh, just trying the different, you know, different communication uh, out there to see, because I, honestly, I, I was still a little hesitant about doing it because, you know, some people look at that and go, oh, yeah, yeah, mindset, here we go. You know, it's like, 
you know, and, and I was a little concerned about what people might think. It was a big change in my business, um, but I knew it was an important change. And so I began, once I decided, made a definite decision that this was an area I wanted to focus on this year, doors began to open up with my one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. Uh, people began to respond to my email saying, I would like to know a little bit more about that because that resonates with me. And that just helped my confidence to say, okay, you're on the right track, Sal. Just keep working on yourself. Keep teaching these people what you know and keep believing in what you're doing and just keep getting better. Uh, so it, it's still in the infant stages, but I mean, it's, it's by the end of the year, we're, we're looking at really, you know, launching something um, on a bigger scale with it. Awesome. Awesome. So we have a pretty good idea of how you got here, the services you're providing, you know, what, what the theme is, what the character of the gym is and working on this mindset thing. Uh, what else is, uh, what else is in the works for SAPS Fitness Garage? Do you have any projects, any other things that you're working on, any challenges, anything you're trying to crack the code on, uh, plans for expansion, anything like that? What's the future look like, you know, near and in long term? Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we do is we do some community events and uh, we do a, a workout for water event every year with, with Never Thirst. Uh, we believe in giving back um, and, and working as a team. Uh, I would like to expand. Uh, I, I actually was planning on expanding before this point, but COVID came into the play. And so that's pushed us back. And honestly, I'm not sure how long that may be. I mean, I'll just be right honest with you. I'm, I, I know a lot. I took a big hit. I really did. Um, and I know a lot of people did. So my story that way is not that much different. I, you know, just laying it out here. And there was a time there, honestly, where I did not know if I was going to make it. Um, and uh, fortunately, our doors are still open and we are seeing some increase in what we're doing now. We're gaining some momentum. Um, and, uh, that, and that was a big part for me on my mindset coaching on myself that I had to put into play and say, okay, now let's, you got to put this into play, which you've been teaching yourself and being taught all these, all these years. Uh, so, it, you know, the next couple of years, I'd like to expand a little bit more than, than what I am now. I'd like to have about twice the space. Uh, I would like to, to have a bigger group training area. I would like to have some uh, uh, office area that's uh, specifically set up to do our one-on-one -on -one with our mindset coaching and counseling in there. Uh, I would like to get a couple more trainers in there to work with me. And uh, then I would like for my position to slowly move towards not, not being absent, but slowly being moving towards more of the, the counseling on the mindset and goal setting and planning and how we work around that. Cause I feel like uh, that is, is, well, I just sense that that's, that's where my role is moving to. Uh, now, in order for me to do that, I've got to find somebody, not a replacement for me, but somebody that can step in there and execute on, you know, how I want things done that has a similar personality and similar belief system to, to what I'm doing uh, and to, to continue moving on with that and to take more day-to-day -day operations uh, of what I'm doing now so I can, you know, work with more people uh, in the different types of coaching that we have. Uh, so over the next two or three years, I'd like to see those, those, those things take place. Perfect. So, you know, it's growth, but it's, it, well, one, community involvement. We don't talk about that enough. Uh, and I love that you're doing 
you know, looking for ways that you can be involved in the community that are really just giving back and don't have anything to do with, is this going to get me some more members? Is this going to, you know, get my name out there more? It sounds like it's just something you do because you want to, you just want to be able to participate in things that are helping the community. So I love hearing that it's just a, a give with no expect to get anything back. And sometimes we can lose sight of that as business owners because mm -hmm. you know we have people's livelihoods depending on us. We got it's not just us, right? There's other people trying to put food on their table and keep the lights on. But just being at a point where you can focus on doing some of those events and and being charitable, I, I think is a great place to be. So kudos to you on that for sure. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. And then it's interesting to hear that for you, it sounds like you know, whether you call it growth or transition or, or moving out of the, maybe, you know, the physical, you know, coaching training as much and working more into the mindset coaching, it's good for results for the clients. It's good for the business, but it also sounds like it's just going to bring you more personal fulfillment for the stage of life and entrepreneurship that you're in. Is that really how you see it going? A hundred percent. Um, because it, it, I know that it's, that's what excites me. You know, that's where my passion is with it. I can stay up late at night, get up early in the mornings and study and, and journal and, and, you know, do my meditation and things like that. I mean, that's just what I absolutely am passionate about. And because of that, I've seen the results. Uh, and I know that the, the, the better I get, the better that I can help coach and train people. So again, it, it's always going back to, to me, uh, you know, what am, how am I progressing? Because uh, I think you would agree your, your business can only go as far as what you are. Um, and uh, once I really came to that understanding what that meant, that's when I really started digging deep into seeing, okay, let's go see, let's come on, Sal, let's work on yourself, let's see what you can do with this. Uh, and so that, you know, it's fun, it's exciting. And again, it, it's, it's what I'm passionate about at this point in my life right now. And also Dom too, as, as I, as I get older, I know that, um, I want to be able to, to still bring value. So let's just say your retirement age, you know, I mean, I could never see myself really like fully retiring, you know, I mean, heck I could do this forever. Uh, but I also want to slow down a little bit on the, on the hustle and the grind of it and, but still be bringing massive value. And I believe that I can do that with, with my mindset coaching and, and getting the mastery of that and then being able to bring that value and teach these people, the ones that are wanting to, to learn and go to the, to the next level. So absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And you, you say the word value, I think about as much as I do, because I think that's what it comes down to in a lot of ways are, our personal values, value we bring to the clients, value we bring to the business. There's, if you look at things through that lens, I think a lot of good things happen. And, um, you know, you made a good point there. And I wish I could remember who said it, but I didn't make this up. Um, somebody recently was talking about how all, all stages of business development eventually come back. They eventually turn into personal development. Hmm. Right? It's always, there's always going to be a bottleneck. And until we go fully automated, you know, future year 3000, there's people involved. So there's always something where, you know, there's somebody, there's a skill we need to acquire, a personality trait. There's something uh, where our personal development helps the business grow 
into the thing that we want it to be. So I think you have that, that realization and it, it clearly seems to be serving you pretty well, sir. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, a friend of mine who's a very successful guy said, you know, being a business owner, Donnie, is, and being an entrepreneur is really just a personal journey in disguise. And that really resonated with me. And that set something off in my mind a few years ago, which continued to lead me up to, to this point right here. So that, that really set home with me right there. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about us, man. Yeah, for sure. So unfortunately, we are nearly out of time, but I do want to pick your brain about one more thing before we let you go here. You've been in the game a long time. You've been a business owner in your location with basically two different incarnations of your business for 10 years. I'm sure there's a lot of lessons. There's a lot of things that you could share, but um, if you could if you could go back and tell your younger self something or you know, share something with our audience, you know, whether it's a mantra or a lesson or anything that you think that served you the most to keep you in the game, keep you passionate, uh, keep you successful. Is there anything that stands out above, above anything? Well, the, the one thing that always comes to my mind is, is um, just never give up, you know, never, 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 never give up. Your path may change, the way you get there is most definitely going to change. You can't, I've learned you can't predict that and just be okay with, with how you're getting there and just be resolved to never give up. You know, don't give up on your dreams, your hopes, your goals, your visions, and just be resolved that you're going to do it no matter what, even if you're not seeing the results you want to see, even if you're not moving as fast as you want to see, um, just know that you're going to get there. And again, just being okay with getting there on a different route. Um, and once I came to that and got comfortable with that, um, I seemed to have a little bit better, you know, feeling about things. So. Yeah, it really feels like you approach things by letting the work, letting doing the work be the goal and having the finish line just find you if there is, is a finish line, but letting things find you and just saying, you know, I'm, I'm just here to do the work that I love that makes the impact. And then things are going to find me, things are going to come to me, but not doing it to get to that goal, just doing it because that's where the fulfillment is. And then letting those, those milestones come to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because early on in my career, you know, it was, it was just the opposite. Um, and once I realized that, oh, that's not the best way, you know, and then again, you know, really putting that value on people and building those relationships at the same time while you're doing all this, that's when things really began to move forward for me uh, personally and, and in a business manner as well. Yeah, life has a way of uh, smacking us upside the head if we think, <laughs> if we think it's going to go our way for too long. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Okay, sir, we are officially out of time. I thank you very much for being here. If anybody wants to find out more, uh, go to sapsfitnessgarage.com. Anywhere else people can find you uh, out there on the interwebs, Donnie? Yeah, we're on Facebook, uh, Saps Fitness Garage in Pelham, Alabama. We'll come right up. Uh, and then, uh, of course, uh, those are the main places right there that, that you can find us. That's where we do most of our stuff at. All right, sir. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for spending some time with us this morning. I hope to uh, hope to catch up with you sometime in the future and see see how things are going. Oh, it's been my pleasure, man. I'd, I'd love that, Don. Thank you. It's been a great, great experience here this morning.
Uh, same, same. And to everyone out there listening, we hope you had a great experience. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Dr. Candy Morell Akers of Anytime Fitness coming to you from Marion, Indiana. Candy, what is going on? How are you today? Hey, how are you, Joe? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well today. I'm excited to have you on, Dr. Candy, because of your immense experience in the world of business in the first place, both educational and practical. Before we dive in on this specific Anytime Fitness Club, why don't you walk us through a little bit about you and and how you came to be in the role that you're in now as a gym owner? Okay, sure. All right. So um, I've been a member of, um, I was a member of the Anytime Fitness in Marion, Indiana for uh, several years. And uh, when um, I say maybe, yeah, two, a little over two years ago, my personal trainer told me that the gym was for sale because the gym had been so beneficial uh, to me when I was in a car accident. I um, was in a car accident on the highway uh, on my birthday, actually. And oh, wow. Yeah. And so um, because of that, I had um, had to go do some chiropractic um, um, sessions and a whole lot of things to try to recover from the accident. And then they wanted me to do physical therapy. I chose, since I was already at the gym, I was like, well, let me try out a trainer instead of doing the physical therapy. And um, at the Anytime Fitness there, I hired the trainer, started working out with the trainer. It was helping me on my way to recovery from the accident. A little bit later on, I ended up with a different trainer who was more suited uh, for my needs. And still at the Anytime Fitness. And in one of our sessions, he told me that uh, the club was uh, for sale, but it, people in the club didn't know it, but I don't know how he did, never, never mind. So I said, okay, well, really? I said, well, I always thought I would um, own a club. So tell me where you saw it, you know, for sale and I'll go check it out. So I looked it up and found the information, began the negotiations with the previous owner and, um, he said he had received other offers that were more than what I had offered, but mm. he thought my heart was in the gym and he wanted to sell it uh, to me. So uh. we went forward with the contract and I became the owner. Now, Joe, um, I became the owner in October, 2019, which was only <laughs> like, yeah, only like perfect about- time to buy a gym <laughs> about six months before COVID hit. 
but um, yeah, that's where we are. <laughs> well, Candy, you're still here. You didn't yep. completely close down and a big portion of our industry had to shut the door. So you must be doing something right for the business to be yes. strong enough to survive <laughs> pandemic conditions. Definitely. Walk us through, I mean, most of the people that listen to this podcast are going to be familiar with Anytime Fitness as a brand, mm -hmm. but the franchise has a little bit of wiggle room in how you operate individual clubs. And so talk to us a little bit about what you guys actually offer, right? We know that the meat and potatoes of this is the open gym membership-based model, mm -hmm. but talk to us about other things that you guys may layer on top of that. Well, the the brand Anytime Fitness has has um, redeveloped their brand. They're move, they have moved towards um, a coaching. Brand. So we promote coaching um, heavily. So when a person comes to buy a membership, they get a membership, and then immediately they're they're uh, given a free fitness consultation with one of our coaches, which is our personal trainers, and then um, they. Um, receive a, a workout plan that they can do on their own. And then they get one free personal training session with the, with the coach to be able to move that person into um, a fitness plan with the coaches. So we're, we're more of a coaching gym rather than just focusing on 24 seven aspect. Yep. And, and anytime as your to your point has shifted away from competing head to head, at least with the, the big box, the, Gold's Gym, the LA yeah. Fitness, the 24-Hour Fitness, and it's not quite a direct competitor anymore, more focusing on coaching services, Definitely. right? The, mm -hmm. things that you, the things that you mentioned. Give us a little bit of a breakdown of the people that you serve. How many in total, and then how does that break down by the various categories? Right. We have about 468 uh, members right now. Um, maybe about 75 of them are uh, paid per visit uh, members, which would be um, people who are coming on their insurance, and the rest are members who are in um, in an agreement. You know, whether it be 12 month agreement, six months, 24 months. The average sign up is around 24 months agreement. Gotcha. Yes. What do people typically pay for this, Candy? Because pricing in our industry is an interesting thought experiment. Obviously, like you and I talked about, we can't go head to head with the Gold's Gyms, the LA's at $10 a month Planet Fitness type prices. Right. Where do you guys fall in the, the pricing spectrum? Well, the brand does have a, a cap on um, a, a baseline rather that you can't go below uh, with Anytime Fitness. So no yep. uh, gym could ch can charge less than $30 a month. But we don't really do monthly uh, charges. We do biweekly uh, billing. So when we, oh, first, okay. when we first um, purchased it, we were at $17 biweekly. But we've raised our prices now. So we're at $19 biweekly. So by yeah. no, no, in no means are we trying to compete with the low-cost structure. Right, right. And that's tremendous. And even just switching to the biweekly billing, it really, really helps us match payroll with yeah. revenue, right? Yeah. And so we're not missing out on a huge portion or, or an entire billing cycle. For you guys, that 468 number, 
how many of those people participate in one of those coaching programs that you mentioned? Uh, I'm not sure how many people we have on uh, training right now. We're growing in the training because like I said, we've only been in it for, uh, we've only had the gym for two years. And with um, COVID coming um, immediately after we, we opened, uh, reopened rather, only six months. So we had some adjusting to do. So now we're on the upswing and we're seeing an influx of the, of the PT clients coming in now. Yep. So, you know, we had to get people ready for it, begin to tell them, you know, um, about it. It's not inexpensive for training. So, sure. um, yeah, so we had to show them the value and we're on the upswing towards that now. For the, the <clears throat> personal training that you offer, is that controlled by the individual trainers or is that directed by the club and the trainers just work for the club? No, the trainers work for... We have trainers who work for our club. I see. Okay. And so personal training revenue is filtered through the gym and then handled yes. on a payroll basis. That's right. With PT growing, with the membership growing, that inevitably leads us to a conversation about marketing, right? Growth. We need yes. to get the word out to people so that they even know that the business exists Right. What is marketing for you guys? How are you able to generate leads to join the gym, even in the first place, to get them through the doors? Right. Okay. So uh, with it being a franchise, of course, we pay into the franchise for marketing. So anytime fitness corporate has a marketing uh, campaigns that they put out, uh, maybe I think it's four times a year, which we're automatically involved in that. But then each individual uh, club, has a marketing uh, spend that they're expected to do on their own in order to generate uh, revenue. So we do social media. That's our the bulk of our um, advertising. Okay. Social media and assigning dollars to yes. generate leads in the first place that becomes a bit of a controversial topic in our industry because so many people avoid it because they don't know what they're doing or because they've been burnt by it and, and got a poor ROI in the past or people really, really live and die by it and swear that this is a phenomenal way. What has your experience been with it? Oh, it works. <laughs> it works for us. We do uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and then um, the, we use the, what the franchise does with the Google search. Um, hmm. ads. So okay. um, they, they did have before the franchise did the Google and we paid into uh, the Google with the franchise, but now yep. they're just handling uh, that. We could, uh, we could add additional Google dollars, but we're not doing that right now. So I'm just paying uh, using Facebook and Instagram and it does uh, generate leads. Yeah. Is that something that you guys are handling in-house or is that outsourced through some sort of third party? I, I do that part. Okay. Yes. And so this is done through you. Give us some, some rough metrics from a, from a glance. What does that look like in terms of number of leads in a month and yes. how many people convert from those? How many new members do we sign up in a month? Right. Um, I would say maybe um, if, if I'm doing a, um, a marketing campaign, I can get neighborhood of about mm, 
30 new members in a month. If I'm not doing one, it's going to go in half. Oh, now, okay, so you guys not, are roughly bringing in 15 to 30 people a month. Is that about right? Without, the, without a campaign. Mm -hmm. If I'm not advertising, I'm going to do 15 uh, per month, like clockwork. If I am advertising, I move up twice as much and sometimes three times as much. Now, the, the yep. uh, franchise did a, a test market in our area, and it's the first time they've ever done this, where they targeted um, our city um, in the radius around about 60 miles, and they spent $9,000, and we were supposed to spend um, $1,000 in that month, so $10,000 in our area. Now, that went up to uh, five times the revenue in a month. Yeah. I don't know what and the so, other clubs did, but I know ours increased by five times. Yeah. And so a lot of success coming from Facebook ads, from Instagram ads in terms of generating these leads. If we're to zoom out a little bit and think about marketing and sales as a funnel, right? Analogy makes sense lead gen way up at the top, whatever we're doing to generate those leads somewhere in the middle, our sales process and how many people we convert. And then down at the bottom is retention and how many people stay. Where do you think you want to focus your time to make the biggest bang within the business? You say, uh, as far as new members versus retention. Yeah, is it is it more leads? Is it converting at a better percentage? Is it retaining more members? What what do you think would make the biggest impact for you guys? I need to do both. I like I don't want to lose anyone. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's no, that's an important point, is because yeah. this model typically, especially through the last 18 months, this model is really subjected to possible churn. We, can, we tend to be able to sign up more people in a month, but we can lose just as many. And so we need to be able to outpace that churn with our customer acquisition, right? Right, right. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, what they say in church, you got to have more coming than you got going. <laughs> <laughs> in a very simplistic way, Candy, this is a business. Money in versus money out is as simple as it gets. And we want to make sure that there's more coming in than going out, right? right. And so... Let me let me ask the question this way then. Do you guys think your focus for you as the owner is it is it more on building that membership base or is it more on building out personal training and, and the coaching that you guys offer? Well, I need both. I want the three, I want the 300 more members, and then I need to increase the PT. So we're working hard on but on most the average. Um, anytime fitness club does about $6,000 worth of PT per month. And if you're really selling PT, then you're up around 10,000, 12,000. We're nowhere near that yet. So we're really pushing, um, the coaching aspect, even in mm -hmm. the way that we do, a, um, um, a tour of the gym, uh, with the training that we've just gone through with corporate, um, even the way you do a tour with the gym and um, uh, you know, that you start to begin to tell the person even in touring 
you know, not just here's the cardio, here's the strength, you know, here's here's a functional area, but in the conversation during the tour is the whole time is pushing that we're a coaching club. Yeah. And, and to make setting sure that expectation from the beginning, right? Yes. And to make sure that we get any new member in a fitness consultation right after they sign up, you know, not a big lag, you know, so get them in the fitness consultation so they can meet the coach, get a health um, plan, a health evaluation, a meal plan, and then the free training session so that we can try to move them forward in training. And yep. the stats, the stats typically show that if we can get that part done, if they don't buy training right then, they will within the next three to six months. Yeah. I used to be a part of an Equinox club in New York. And our experience was that we would get so many signups on the front end, but mm -hmm. getting them to that consultation was the big challenge, right? Okay. If we can just simply get more people into that consultation and we have more at bats, it's going to result in a positive outcome Definitely. on the back end, right? To your point, whether or not they sign up day one, day right. 90, day 365, mm -hmm. likely if they go to that sort of a consultation, they're going to eventually sign up, but we need to get them there in the first place. Have you guys found that that's become a challenge for you guys to get that utilization of that session? Uh, I think it just really takes make sure that we're that we're touching and making the follow through and then we can uh, get somebody in there to, to the fitness consultation and not wait. You know, it's got to come right after or try to schedule it as soon as they sign up. Yep. You know, all at the same time. Yeah. Of Can't course, eat. there are there are some people that they're, they're not interested in that. You know, they I don't need a trainer. Right. I don't want the fence. You know, I can do it myself, you know. So with those, we let them move on. Sure. Yeah. Not, not a fight that you want to fight. Right. Candy, we we've, we've certainly explored what the business model is, what marketing looks like your sales process. All of this is being said with the intention of growth, right? You've referred back to it a number of times. We can add members, we can add PT clients, we can add a number of different revenue sources. Mm -hmm. Paint us a picture of the direction that you guys are striving, right? What is the future? What is what is the vision for this business in your mind? Okay, well, as far as the overall uh, spectrum for this particular club, uh, we want to drive the, pre the PT sales. We wanna gain some new members, but we also wanna add, uh, offer a more holistic approach to our members. So they receive the, the membership, they can come and go as they please. They get the, the trainer or the coach, and then um, also some nutrition involved in it and um, a coach for the lifetime of their membership. So even if they're not buying training, you know, with the technology and such, they can keep in touch with a, with a coach that can give them some virtual guidance, you know, so that they know they have support. Now, uh, once we're able to make some of our, you know, our KPIs with this club, I would like to get a couple more, but I need to kind of get my bearings with this one first. Yeah. Prove success one time before we try to recreate it, right? So yeah. many, I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen it. So many people, not just in fitness, but in business in general, are so ego-driven by the amount of locations that they have that they pull the trigger too soon. And then mm -hmm. like a house of cards, everything comes to collapse. 
Right. It sounds like you much rather get your ducks in a row first. Right. Let's get this settled and then explore operation two, three, 10, 20, whatever it is beyond that point. Definitely. Because it's two years, we're two years in, we're profitable already. So, you know, God's been good to us on that end, even coming through the mm -hmm. pandemic, you know, that we're able to see, uh, you know, I'm not having to throw money into the uh, the club every month anymore, you know, like, yeah. I, wasn't, like I was in that first year. So right. uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. And then, you know, just want to move up a little higher. And, um, you know, when we were able to do that, everybody can make more money. And <laughs> the trainers, the I... manager. <laughs> Candy, I've never met somebody that's not okay with making more money. That's for sure. Uh, Candy, this, I mean, as we sort of approach the end of our time here with the podcast, I always really appreciate the chance to, to pick the brain of the entrepreneur and see what makes them tick and why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. Two years into the business now, you have obviously more gym owner experience than you did two years ago. Right. Aside from warning yourself of an incoming pandemic, is there any sort of advice that you would have loved to know day one when you were opening this club that really think would have made an impact for you? Mm, let me think what that would have been. Mm, I can't think of anything. You know, uh, the brand is a lot of a lot of training. You know, I went through a lot of training. Um, um, in person and um, some people coming into the club doing training and then virtual training. So we had a lot of information uh, pushed at it at us. So I can't think of anything that I would, you know, say I was, you know, really lacking moving into it. Yeah. But I think being focused on um, on the people, the clients, is important. You know, and really caring about their fitness journey and realizing that it's not just about um, getting tone or, or getting ripped or even losing weight, but, but knowing that you have somebody there that cares about you, that's trying to help you reach your goals, help you through the frustration of it all, and that's uh, going to be there. You know, I think that makes a big difference that you show an interest in the people. So with the, the technology that's given to us, it makes it easy. Of course, when somebody swipes their key, they come in the you see their face on your computer. So we know everybody by name. You know, you walk, you walk in the door. Hey, Joe, how you doing today? You leave. Hey, Joe, have a nice day. You know, walk around the club, see if you need anything, you know, and check with, the, with everybody. And I think that makes a big difference because the people at the club, they love the manager, you know, and uh, they know me by name. Uh, several of them when I walk in the door. Now, I didn't, I didn't put this. I don't know where this came from, but... <laughs> I walk in the door, they're there, they're like, hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, we, we typically have had that third place. We have home, we have work, and for a lot of people, it's church. For a lot of people, it's been the gym. This is that, that third place for so many people, and so post-pandemic, as we come out of it, it's it's starting to feel that sort of same energy that we felt 2018, 2019, when, when people really valued being able to go to this sort of place. And, and it sounds like that's important for you guys and not just 
from a fulfillment perspective, but as a, a KPI in itself. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, you know, just one case in point, um, I had one guy who was uh, behind on his uh, membership payments. You know, we try to work with everybody. Don't want to see him go to collection. Don't want to see him quit. You know, so I give him a call and, um, you know, I'm like, hey, you know, can we talk? You know, what's going on? You know, we need to update some payment information. What's going on? And he's like, oh, I know. He's like, oh, you caught me. He's like, I changed my phone number. How did you get my phone number? And such. And I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> we are ways. So can you, come <laughs> <take care? laughs> can you come take care of this, you know? And he's like, he's like, oh, he said, doctor, please don't, don't kick me out of the gym. You know, just give me a little more time. He said, that's my only release is to come to the gym. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I was like, I get it. You know, just come yep. give me something and you keep coming on to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Candy, this has been a whole bunch of fun. I think it's, it's, I, I really appreciate your mindset and, and picking your brain on how you run your club. It'll be fascinating to see mm -hmm. how you're able to move some of those metrics that you talked about moving yeah. forward. We'll have to get you back on here okay. six months or a year from now and, and check in on how everything went. How does that sound with you? Sounds great. Sounds great. But you know, I got to give all props to my people because they're doing a fantastic job. You know, my manager, my trainers, they're a hundred percent in the, the one of my trainers was actually the first member of the club 12 years ago. And that's how committed they are to the success of the club. So I appreciate my people. Yep. And, and Candy, we appreciate you. I, I can't thank you enough for your time. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best going forwards. All right. Thank you. You as well. Thanks for having me on Joe. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Robert from CrossFit Amend in Mountain Home, Arkansas. What's up, Robert? How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Bet. <clears throat> All right, cool. So 
let's just jump right into the details here, wasting no time. How did you get started? What is it that made you want to own your own gym? Um, yeah, so back like, uh, we'll say like 2000, I've always been passionate about fitness. So I was a, you know, pretty good athlete in high school. And, uh, you know, when I left the high school, high school sports, started working, um, college, all that, you know, you kind of miss that miss that opportunity so I got into weightlifting and you know the globo gym setting for a while and uh, uh, I was actually putting my wife through she was a dental hygienist so I was actually putting her through school I actually went to work for a department of corrections um, as a corrections officer and then I was personal training just typical bodybuilding style um, on the side gig and I did that for five or six, seven years, somewhere in there. And then, um, the current gym that I was at previously also had a CrossFit space. And so, um, you know, they, the, the people that were doing CrossFit, CrossFit was still fairly new at that time. It was 2010, 2011. So mm -hmm. they, they would always try to get me to come in and I would always dog them and be like, you can't get a good workout in in 10 minutes and all that stuff. And so <laughs> basically where I started as a personal trainer and then what it led me to is, is CrossFit back in 2013. And it took them several years for me to get, um, to try my first class, but long story short is, uh, worked my way from PT. And then once I, once I hit that first wad, it was, uh, it was game over. I fell in love with CrossFit there in 2013, 14. And, and the current CrossFit gym was, was in the other, other side of town, um, in a 24 hour setting. So it was a both conventional gym and a CrossFit. And then uh, long story short, the guy that was running it, um, wasn't as passionate. He wasn't doing the, the affiliate model. Like, <clears throat> like it, when I got my level one, the way I was taught. And so long story short, it provided me an opportunity to go out on my own and, uh, and, uh, to open my box and I opened it in 2014. So here we are currently eight years later and yeah, I'm still the only current CrossFit gym in mountain home. So fast forward eight years and that's where we're at. So awesome. Okay. So not really, uh, expected for you to ever own your own CrossFit box, but here you are, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. And so now what does your business model look like currently? So typically CrossFit, we're talking about group classes. So are you doing groups? Are we doing private training at all? Semi-private kind of walk us through that. What does that look like? So we do, we do both. And actually during COVID, we actually opened. So we do currently have a 24 hour conventional site too, that we opened up. I got a good deal on some equipment last year. So we do provide another service um, on the other side. So there's two sides you really can't see in here, but but normally it's all CrossFit. So our general sales model is CrossFit group classes for the most part. And then um, for people that want to come in, I try to provide it for an avenue where there's a set of glass, double glass doors. So people can still, if they start over there and they're intimidated, it, it does provide opportunity for them to be like, you know, maybe I could give that CrossFit thing a try. So, yeah. Right. But, but we yeah. have dual, yeah, we have both memberships are successful. So I won't say, you know, I, I find value in both of them. And so we've been successful in both. And those are the two biggest things that I find value in. I think they go hand in hand, you know, strength and then training and then also CrossFit. So, um, yeah, we try to get people, yeah, doing both and or one or the other. So no right or wrong. All right. But, yeah, yep. absolutely. Okay. And now how many members are you currently serving at the facility? Um, so CrossFit, the CrossFit space, we're around 70, 75 or so. Um, and then we've been, we've been upwards of a hundred. So we're a little bit down, but you know, that sweet spot is probably around a hundred, um, for this demographic, I would like to, it to be, you know, a hundred to 125 ideally is would be, would be what I like to manage in the CrossFit space. And then over there on the other side, um, we're about 60. So it's a smaller, it's a 2000 square foot gym, but it's a little bit smaller, more, I try to keep it the, the CrossFit vibe in there. Um, not that global gyms have a bad rep, but I try to keep it still kind of community focused, smaller. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, so 
kind of looking to grow the membership on the on the CrossFit side of things specifically? Are you looking to kind of keep the other side smaller or that's not really a main focus for you? It's just kind of a, another piece there? Just or? An extra piece, the barrier yeah. to entry. Yeah. So, you know, between 100 and 200, it would be ideal. Like it's, it's, it's not my primary focus. Uh, you know, I like it and, and, and people find us, but yeah, the CrossFit, what I'm passionate is serving, serving the CrossFit community. And that's where my passion's at. So, yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now as far as getting the word out there about what you do, the marketing piece for you, what does that look like? Are we doing paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, uh, what are we focusing on to get people in the doors? Um, so we do like monthly, just, I wouldn't say random, but I always find that, um, man, like I focus my, I'm um, just old school. I focus like in-house marketing. So I try to let my people like bring a friend. We do it like a bring a friend week, um, a couple times a year to our current members. So I try to like, Hey, tell people why you're so fired up to come here every day. Like give them the best hour of their day mm-hmm. and so focus, let them go out for me i mean we run current like marketing if you will but rather than just throwing like hey we're a crossfit gym come check us out it's hard to get people to bite into that you know what i mean so um, focus on in-house first and then spreading and then going um and trying that model it's been successful we have people come in and do the free what we'll do is like a member uh bring a friend week come in uh do it and then the retention is pretty high off of that. We usually have pretty good turnover, you know, anywhere from three to five, six new people. And then in between that <clears throat> retention stays pretty, pretty high for the most part. We've been able, instead of having three sign up and five go out the back door, we've been able to keep our retention over the last, you know, three to six months. So um, focusing on the in-house more than random Facebook posts, <laughs> I okay. guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple, couple questions regarding that. Now, when you are um, either running ads or posting on social media, is there any type of like front end offer that you're running? Is it like a free class? Is it some type of a trial? Or yeah, what's yeah. kind of drawing attention to get people in the door? Uh, yeah. Usually like just the, um, just the free, you know, like there's nothing, there's nothing on the front end you have to do. Like you don't, there are, I think people are always fear-based of like, well, I need to like lose 10 pounds, you know, like there's always that barrier of like, I need to lose weight or be better than, and so just getting them in the door, I think it's more of not necessarily, I think in the CrossFit space, people are just, they're scared to get hurt, scared to get hurt or judged. And so if I could get them to come through the doors, like it's not a money issue. It's always just um, where they're currently at in their physical state, uh, I see. So. Yeah, getting getting people to be like, you don't have to be, get them through the doors. And then it then from there the sales process has actually been really it's really quite easy. Once they've tasted a class and uh the way we set up our you know, we try to run <clears throat> our CrossFit model is we use CrossFit.com and the lesson plans and our coaches and I'm, you know, um, educating our coaches on um just coaches development. And so I feel like we can run um anybody through a scaled version if we're doing our job <clears throat> in a class, so we can we can help them there and meet them where they're at. Absolutely. Okay. And now within the facility, so something that often gets overlooked is the people who are already in the facility are the greatest source of revenue for Mm -hmm. the facility itself. So providing higher levels of service, whether that be through uh, nutrition, accountability, supplementation, any other kind of streams of revenue. Are there any other services that you offer to your members that are already in the facility? Um, 
so like nutrition we'll do like quarterly i wouldn't say i've got a coach that does our nutrition like if they help if they need uh every quarter or so we'll do a nutrition like not necessarily like a reset i hate the word like um challenge you know because there's always like an, an ending you know end in sight mm -hmm. so i focus more on like reset or just building better habits and so but you know coach rachel she's one of my head coaches she will run um basically quarterlies there and just kind of resets and then throughout she does privately like um nutrition counseling so macros or zone or wherever you know so many personality types so basically she tries to do two to three different models of what never not overloading the person just giving the best best advice on the whole foods approach and then trying to give them the best option for success there on their personality what's going to work best for them so yeah to answer that i guess it's not it's not like a full service is talked about a lot but there is a place about when people sign up that we do educate them on on honing in their nutrition and then we sell first form so um supplementation it's right here at the front desk so post-workout creatine um, carbohydrate ignition pre-workout all that's right here and it's a pretty good seller pretty big seller here so yeah okay and are there a lot of people who take advantage of the nutrition aspect? And is that something that you are charging more for? Or is that something that's more so included in the membership? No, it's a, yeah, that's that's kind of her baby. It's a separate service that she charges extra on top of the membership. Okay. Okay. And then as far as the membership itself goes, so how are you structuring memberships? Is there some type of agreement there? Are they on six months, 12 months? Um, how are yep. you structuring that? So I used to have all, as gym owners will find, I used to have all sorts of memberships and discounts and all that. And so we've narrowed that down to about three. So we do a 12 month, a six month and months and months and months. So there's no three months. Or, you know, and then we just discount off of that. So um, if you bring your, you know, there's no couples rate, all that stuff anymore. If you bring somebody in or a friend, um, give them a 10% discount off of that. But the rate, the rate is the rate, depending on how long you signed up for during the length of that contract. And then, mm -hmm. yeah, right. it a lot easier. Simplify. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that you do have, um, agreements in place though you know a lot of crossfit box owners that i talk to only do months to months yeah. and from my perspective being in the facility i hated month to months because like you said before like there's an end in sight yeah, like yeah. that's the same thing with a month to month you know it's yeah. like well i'll sign up for a month see if i like it and like mm, you know it's yeah. like it's really hard to track revenue too if you're all month to month you know it's like you can't have a reliable no. income every single month because you just don't know you, five mm. people could cancel ten people could cancel like you you don't know and obviously we all try to avoid that um but you know if people really don't have to worry about it something happens that month something comes up they're like well I'll just cancel my membership you know it's like that's typically the first thing to go for people yeah. which it shouldn't be that way. And, you know, we could argue that until we're blue in the face, but it is, you know, that's just kind of the reality and yeah. kind of shifting people's perspective around that and getting them to commit to their health and the importance of it yeah. is so important. And that makes a commitment not so scary. You know, yep. it's like we all know in the fitness industry that we need time to help people actually reach their goals. Are yep. they going to get to those goals in a month's time? Probably not. 
You know, they're going to need more time than that. And we're trying to create lifestyles for these people, um, not just make it something that they do here and there, you know? So I always like to try to change the kind of narrative around agreements. You know, it's better for your members. It's better for the business. There's nothing wrong with having somebody sign up for 12 months. No, no, no. And, uh, yeah, we found it beneficial. And it's hard. Like you still have people that come in they're like, Hey, I want out. And it's like, you know, I understand, but this is what you signed up to sign up right. for. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's all negotiable. And sometimes, you know, I've worked, I've worked out and I haven't had it yet happen yet, but I put that in place of like, if they want out, if they're six months in, they're just paying a percentage of what they owe. So instead of, you know, if they're, they're in a bad place in life like i try to be flexible but i try to stick to my guns but if it's if they need out and life's just not going well i do provide a way out but they're still going to pay a percent you know like there's still it's not Something. just yeah it's not, it's not just, hey i'm out and yeah you get six months wipe clean no so they're still and it's not it's hard it's hard saying no and, and fighting for you know but it's a lot of growth that i've had to uh, to grow in over the last couple of years but it does get easier especially when you're <clears throat> when it's your baby and ownership and leadership right. yeah, yeah. And it's easier um but yeah definitely setting those systems in place is a must <laughs> yes yeah absolutely you know it gets really tough when you know and i was talking to somebody the other day about it and um he was actually a, a personal trainer and he was doing a session by session. You know, he had no agreements in place whatsoever and was charging session by session. He's like, I understand that I could lose my entire business overnight. And it's like, yeah, like, why would you even risk that? You know, like, why would you put yourself in that position? It just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's like, you literally could just lose your entire business overnight. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, not a risk that I'm willing to take, no. but Hey, you know, to each their own. Yep. Um, so now what are your main focuses within the business for 2022? Where are you directing most of your time, attention, energy for this year? Um, yeah. So uh, the CrossFit space. So like, like I said, we're in the middle of the open right now, the CrossFit open. Yes. That's a just community builder. So, you know, we got one week left this Friday and we do an intramural open. So I gear a lot of energy right now towards that. And then we'll take a small break. We'll do a member appreciation type deal right before summer. And then we started our in-house competition. So it's called Battle of the Ozarks. So we're in the, located in the, on the Ozarks. So we're right between the Missouri and Arkansas line. We did a lot of, last year was our first year. We've had a really good success. Um, it was a packed house. So we're trying to sell that out again. So that'll be happening in June, but that's also gives even our, our athletes in here, they sign up for it and something to strive for and shoot for. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we just try to place like every quarter, try to do some sort of community builder inside and then things in between to keep everybody. Cause I wish it was just working out and everybody goes home and, but they, they need stuff to chase. They need, you know, they always need, you know, that accountability. So things like that sprinkled in over the course of a, uh, 12 month calendar seems to help. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just kind of keeping people motivated and wanting to yeah. come back and keeping fitness yeah. on their minds. Definitely important piece there. Yeah. Um, so now if there are any, typically there's something, uh, as far as bottlenecks within the business, is there any specific bottlenecks that you are experiencing right now? Mm or even key challenges rather 
not necessarily bottlenecks, but specific kind of challenges that are kind of um, top of mind right now within the business? No, I wouldn't say just once per se, just gym life. If you're an owner, owner gym life is juggling all the balls at this, and keeping all the balls afloat is, is yes. different. Um, yeah. Um, finding the right people like through trial and error, finding the right coaches and, and mentoring them, I would say is probably the, where I failed the first five to seven years. So I've basically gotten a fresh start since COVID. So I've been able to kind of windle out and spend more time. And now I only put coaches on the floor that I feel like are ready and have done the time because I've tried pulling out, pulling out of the business business too early and um, retention suffers and it's just, it's not the same. So getting the right people on the floor that will, that will treat it like their baby. And, and uh, when you can, when you can be out of here, that way the, the business runs like if you were here. So um, right. That's really not, that's just kind of my two cents on, on ownership and leadership is, uh, it's, it's hard, it's hard, but always keep learning and always keep growing and, and to find a mentor for yourself and, and put systems in place and, um, try not to just wing it throughout your whole career. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've learned a lot and, and there's like you guys, and there's so much info out there now that if, if you're willing to learn and, and listen, um, a lot of good resources out there to help you grow and be successful. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, uh, the coaches having trainers and coaches and just staff in general, you know, that can be one of the most challenging pieces. And especially as an owner, because it's really hard. It was for me specifically, it was really hard for me to ever pull myself out, you know, step away a little bit, allow somebody to come in and, and do some of the tasks that somebody else could do, you know, it's yeah. not going to be detrimental either way. Um, but it was really hard because it's like, you want to control everything. I always wanted to control everything, you know, yeah. because it was like everything that happens in this place is a direct reflection of me, you know? Correct. So it's like, I have to make sure that the level of service is maintained across the board. So it's really hard to let go and let somebody else do some of those things, you know, put things in other people's hands. It's very yep. Nerve wracking. And, you know, sometimes it is challenging to find the right people that can do it because it is quite a multifaceted job. You know, there are a lot of things that you have to pay attention to and you have to just be very aware. I think that's that's the number one thing, you know, of your members, the people that are in the building, the people that are taking class, what they're doing. You know, there's just a lot. There's a lot to pay attention to on the floor and then also on the business side. So it can definitely be challenging to find people who can kind of do all of those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of them have other jobs. You know, it's very, consider yourself fortunate if you're able to get to where you can pay a full-time coach and, you know, salary and all that good stuff. But most of your coaches have full-time jobs. And then to expect them, that's where we want to get them, but to expect them to treat it like when you're here all day, owner, um, to get them on that same level is very difficult because as much as you want to, it's still going to be a hobbyist mindset until they, they get to yes. that role over, over time, but not taking anything away. The coaches, you know, most of them are passionate and they do it because they want to, but over time, getting to where they take more ownership is where you want to get to for sure. Right. Yes, yep. absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, in the beginning, it was like, I had to get to a, get the business to a point on my own to where it could support full-time staff, you know, yeah. and providing yeah. them with commission and providing them with benefits and making it something that, you know, they could do for a career. 
Mm -hmm. And it was challenging in the beginning yeah. to get it to that point. But then, you know, once you do, you get a little bit more buy-in, you know, mm -hmm. and then um, also implementing commission. So every sale that they made, it was like they were making a little more, making a little more. So that really helped too. But yeah, especially initially in the beginning when you're by yourself trying to kind of build it up to that point, it can be challenging for sure. All right. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering opening their own facility, going their own way, doing their own thing, what would that be? Oh, um, start, like start small. Like you don't have to have it all straight. You know, like don't, don't go get a huge space, like start small and grow into this thing. Like I think, and I, I learned from that too. Like, I mean, we were in a place to go, but we didn't have to like, so looking back, it's like, man, just start small, do your job, men get mentors, get people to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Get poured into it and, and yeah, be excited to grow, but, but yeah, don't grow too big, too fast. Keep it, keep it small, keep the community tight and keep your people hungry and, and get to where everybody knows each other. And yeah. Um, yeah. You'll grow in the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Don't bite off more than you can chew initially. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, across on Facebook and Instagram. So yeah, CrossFit Amend. All right. Yep. All right. Pretty straightforward. All right. Yep. So Robert from CrossFit and men in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been great having you on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.